Hey everyone, welcome to the Esports Next podcast. I am thrilled to be joining as the host for season three along with my co-hosts. We are going to be interviewing speakers, sponsors, and attendees of the Esports Trade Association Conference in Chicago. So if you're looking to understand who will be at the conference and what they're all about, tune in, come join us. All right, welcome to another episode of the Esports Next podcast. I am John Davidson, your host, along with my wonderful co-host, Megan Van Petten, founder of the Esports Trade Association. And today we have a wonderful guest. We have Miss Tammy Dunn, who is the executive director of Snohomish County Sports Commission. And Tammy, we really appreciate all of your interaction all of your support of ESTA it was wonderful meeting you last year at the conference in Chicago and I think we've really benefited as a community having you be a member so it's really wonderful to have you here on the podcast today and share a little bit about your perspective as from the sports commission and then also a little deeper as to who you are as a leader and 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 how you've risen um, to this executive director role. So first of all, um, Tammy, why don't you tell us what do you do at the Snohomish County Sports Commission? Great. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, Megan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And um, my role is the executive director of the Snohomish County Sports Commission. We're in Snohomish County, Washington. I like to say Everett, Washington as well, just north of Seattle. And we are an organization that bring uh, sporting events to Snohomish County. We wanna bring visitors as well as we want our local community to be involved in um, sports. And I always like to say anything from A to Z um, and esports and gaming is all part of that. Um, uh, the tournaments and the competitions and bringing individuals and connecting people uh, to showcase our world of the Pacific Northwest, which is, uh, which is beautiful. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I'm curious, uh, you know, you're saying we're, you're trying to bring every sport. So you're just, you're focused on sports, but essentially sports are entertainment, right? And so yep. heads and beds, attracting tourism, making people spend money, getting that tax revenue, I'm sure. Um, when did esports specifically come across your radar and when did you think we really need to figure this out for our county? Sure. It actually started back in, I want to say, 2018. Um, we are great partners with Sports Travel Magazine, and they hosted an eSports Travel uh, Summit. And we, one of my staff members, went and learned more about it. And I asked the gentleman to, or actually my sales manager, um, please contact esports organizations locally, look locally, find out who's here and get to know them. And he found one and it was the Northwest Esports. Jake mm. Green, um, he's local. He knows about Twitch. I'm still learning about Twitch and Discord, but <laughs> yeah. he was very interested and he wanted to come to Snohomish County. So we hosted our very first 
in-person esports tournament basically four years ago in April of 2019. I think it was probably nice. April the third weekend. And it was a small, you had about 20 people bring your own computers. And okay. we got media from it. We uh, it, The local newspaper uh, wrote an article about it and we were on our way. And hmm. it was, we were going to the Esports Travel Association or Summit again and yep. learning more. And then COVID hit and it changed things. But I watched how esports still continue to compete because you could do it virtually. People didn't right. have to be in person. Um, and from there, I started to learn even more about esports. To me, it's not about just gaming, but there's, I don't know, esports is like a wheel. There's there's multiple sport, uh, um, yeah. spokes, and mm -hmm. it was about to understand. And esports is just like I did when I started 18 years ago. How do I bring a baseball tournament to Snohomish County? How do I bring a gymnastics uh, competition to Snohomish County? It's mm -hmm. talking to your local organizers, finding the local people that are interested because that's the community that you can build on that have the expertise and understanding who your expertise is because you yeah. can't do it all. And now you've got a group of people that are working together for a common goal. Well, I think that's a great key uh, point that you made there as far as leaning on your local experts. And I think, you know, a lot of groups, whether they're city sports commissions or whether they're just groups or companies from outside of esports, a lot of times a big mistake is simply saying, we know how to do this or how hard could this be? And not going to the community, listening, learning and saying, hey, how can I empower you to do this for me? Because... Mm -hmm you're going to know better uh, doing it for your community um, than anybody else. I'm, I'm curious, what is one or two things that is different that you learned after doing that first event or after these four years from before you did that first event? What is something that you thought either this was different or had never crossed your mind that you've learned since then? I think the biggest thing is the players that's in the esports space. Mm -hmm. It's not your traditional event organization. It could be a production company. It could be somebody from a gaming um, company. Riot is the one that Riot Games is what I think of first, mm -hmm. um, but they produce those games. I've talked to many production people that have clients. And so it's just real interesting that you're really not talking to the event organizer, but you're talking to different individuals. However, they're still your key to learn more about what they need. Yeah. Sometimes it's the, it's like, I don't know, they're a resource. Um, and I think that was one. The other thing is, is um, learning esports. Again, it goes back to there's much more than just gaming. There's education, their careers. And I think that's what probably excites me the most to get my community involved and the youth and the teachers 
and our Snohomish STEM is that this is part of STEM education and there's right. careers. It's just not about gaming, it's careers for our kids so that they can do something that they love to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that aspect about it. Um, before we get a little further into your leadership and, and you as a person, I have one more question for you here. You know, the, the people who are listening to this podcast who are in the esports community, they're, they're going to know everything about gaming, the act of putting together a tournament, the cultural things that, you know, non-gamers may not know. But with what this group may not know is how to speak to a sports commission understanding what are the things that you take into account? What's important for you? What are your KPIs? What are you trying to accomplish mm -hmm. as a sports commission? Can you share a little bit for the, the gamers and the gaming companies listening? How, what is the most effective way to approach a sports commission to set yourself up for success in those conversations? Sure. Great. Great question. I would say to understand how we're funded sometimes because we're funded by hotel motel tax. And that's whether you're a CVB, Convention and Visitor Bureau or Sports Commission. Um, a lot of the sports commissions are not standalones. They are part of a Convention and Visitor Bureau. And we are completely funded by the hotel motel tax. And those are from the hoteliers. And the goal there is to increase room nights and increase, increase their hotel revenue. Now, there is the piece with the community, and that is important, but that's not our biggest KPI. Um, we need to um, kind of integrate both. Um, but yeah, the, the hotel revenue and the um, hotel room nights is our biggest um, metrics that we need to measure. Um, and I think the other piece is that not all of us are the same. We're different. Everybody's different. Some people can put forth a, a, an event service fee or a bid fee and have financial support that organizations are looking for. And it, it, and it can be from either esports or um, a, a traditional sport if they're looking for finance, if they have a bid fee. Not everybody can pay that bid fee. So it's how do we negotiate to make things work because we're all different. Um, that's I think that's the biggest challenge is understand who we all are because I'm different than Myrtle Beach and I'm different than Spokane and I'm even more different than Seattle. Sure. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your county and your commission in your area, your CBB. What is a good group for you and vice versa? Great question. I think we're a community that is um, participant-based. And when I mean participant-based, that is your amateur youth, the five-year-olds to the 18-year-olds, even the collegiate level as well. But you're bringing your mom and dad, you're bringing your siblings, the grandparents. Those are the facilities that we do have majority of. But we also have some um, venues such as Angel of the Winds Arena, it's a hockey rink, or a, I should say a hockey um, ice arena that seats 8,300 people for hockey and it has a community ice rink. So 
it has that big stage for the esports. Um, they have the spectators to have the pro teams come and um, be able to play um, competitively in person and let spectators see. And it's right in the heart of downtown Everett, which then helps that community to be vibrant and brings the business to the restaurants, the retails, because that all trickles down to what we do. Everything kind of trickles down to the local community. I've been to an event in a, an arena in Milwaukee, um, an esports B2B and a little bit of a B2C, maybe around 400 people, great event, great venue. It's so easy. You have the concessions, you know, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a half day. There was a small tournament and, you know, some vendors and just real casual, real easy. Have you done anything like that? Um, we haven't yet. Um, that is one thing that we're looking for. And I think that's the reason why we became a member of the Esports Trade Association is to understand um, the scope of the different uh, competitions that are out there for esports and yeah. also to learn because that's another piece that's learned, particularly over the last six months that I've learned that's different is how people are opening a small space to have computers um, and people can come and play or they can come and work on computers. They have a place, a safe place that they can go and feel comfortable on being on their computers or having computers. So it's giving them the opportunity to gain that experience. And that is one thing that I'm looking for is there something in our community so that we can have something small on a regular basis Mm. and not always think big, big is great, but we want to be small as well. Yeah. I think that's a great point that, you know, a lot of people, when they think about esports, they're thinking, let's bring the league of legends world championships to our city. And it's like, well, first of all, that's kind of like moving heaven and earth. Um, (laughs) Secondly, there are so many different tournaments across so many games across so many categories from professional to collegiate high school youth um these b2b events as well um and so i think it's it's a great learning to help people understand that there are so many different paths in the esports like you said all these different spokes tammy Mm -hmm. Just figure out which one makes the most sense for you. And also too, you know, my experience in sponsorships, one one one-off event rarely does much of anything for anybody, right? It's that consistent Mm -hmm. cadence over time that makes an impact. And it's what this community really responds to is, oh, you didn't just throw one thing one time and only 20 people showed up. So you stopped. You're here for me. You're here to support my passion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all about what is your, what can your community specifically Snohomish County in this example, lean into naturally that makes sense for who your community is. Yeah. I I think for us is um, finding that local person. We need to continue to find that local person and find out who they know. And then doing mm-hmm. the six degrees of uh, separation and 
finding that right venue space so that we can have something in person and it can be small it can be yeah. as small as 3000 square feet um, meeting space mm -hmm. but being able to have that and do it as well as i'd like to say um, it needs to be um, financially sound as well yeah um, and the costs have to be right because if our costs are higher than what um, the event organizer can pay then that just doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense because somebody's losing and so it's really finding again going back to finding those partnerships but also understanding that it's not going to happen overnight and with coming out of covid i went to esports travel summit in pittsburgh in december of 21 and then daytona in 2022 in june and i'll go back to toronto so now I've really been doing this for about a year and a half and it's going to take another, it could take another two to three years, but it just, we just have to be patient because we're building relationships Yeah, and it's just not about sales and going, okay, come to my community. When and that, okay, now on to the next, I right. want to build that so that every year that person is having that competition at the same time every year. And everybody, it's on everybody's schedule because then that's how we get well known. Yeah. Um, so it takes time. Um, and what we're doing is there's no right or wrong answer. It's just keep keep going one foot in front of the other. County is so lucky to have you. And you're so right. Like I tell people, use what you have now while you build your community with a champion and then save your money for the, the Evas of the world. Yeah. <laughs> the dream that you're going to have, you know, Dallas, you know, Arlington, they're so ahead of most. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, I, I bumped into somebody the last week that's a sports uh, commissioner. And he said, we don't have anything. And I said, really? You don't have an old theater? And he's like, oh, well, we have two or three. And I'm like, yeah, that's. Well, and, and sometimes those old theaters, especially the smaller ones, are a great solution because when people who know nothing about esports, they read these headlines. I'm sure, Tammy, five, six years ago, you're reading these headlines. You're like, how many hundreds of thousands of people are watching this tournament? Boy, we need to build out a football stadium. Right. The truth of the matter is so many of these events are small. That's mm -hmm. right. And, you know, it kind of the, what is the rule in politics? You always want to book a smaller room. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't in do anything you want to grow into your space. Yeah. Nothing is worse than a big, huge, empty space full of a couple yeah. people standing around. Mm -hmm. Tammy, yeah. You're going to do it slow and steady. I know you because, um, one of the things when I met you, looking looking back, I want I want to know your leadership style. Let's can we talk a little bit about her Rotarian Definitely. values? Okay, let's sure. let's let's learn a little bit about you and why a champion in your area is going to be so fortunate to work with you and build this out over the next two to three years. Well, you know, my business style is um, what I call the four way toss. And I will say that's probably how I've done my business all my life. Um, prior to doing uh, sports tourism for 18 years, I was in the restaurant industry for 20. And it was about taking care of customers and doing business the right way. Um, mm -hmm. And that was taking care of your customers, 
making sure that everybody felt welcomed um, and building the, the goodwill and the friendships. And to me, that's what it's about because you're building partnerships. And I was a Rotarian in 2003. I had to leave um, for after six months and I came back in 2010. And I wanted to join because it was a group of individuals that they got things done. And um, that's the type of person I am is I want to be able to get things done and have uh, partnerships, people that I can call up and say, I need some help. Um, who can I reach out to? And those are the connections that we need whether we're doing esports or the traditional sports, we need those partnerships and, um, you know, treat everybody fairly um, like your friend, because that's that's how my parents brought me up. <laughs> so I I love that, um, John, when I when 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 we met, I'll never forget one of the first questions he asked me. And you guys have this in common because you both work there. He asked me my Starbucks order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I've got some opinions on Starbucks orders. He's yeah. hilarious. Both of you worked at Starbucks. So I yep. feel like we should call this show, What's Your Starbucks Order? And I know what he was really asking. He was really asking my, how do I treat people? Mm -hmm. You know, what's important to me? You know? Yep. Do I return the coffee if the order is wrong or whatever? Yeah. And, he, you know, he's got some theories, but it was Johnny, you know, it was like one of the first conversations we had as we were yeah. interviewing. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and I, I obviously I passed and my order has changed over the years. But um, is that where you got your start, Tammy? Was it at Starbucks in the restaurant? No, actually. actually. <laughs> No, actually, I will say that in the restaurant industry, my start um, was with the taco with Taco Time. Um, so it was Taco Time and then Rack's Restaurant. And Rack's Restaurant, I just I took care of people. Um, it, it's <laughs> really hard to describe, but I just cared about the people that were on the other side of the counter. Yeah. And so everything that I've done, even when I was a box office um, ticket taker uh, at Angel of the Winds Arena, um, which helped get me to where I am today, I just took care of the people when they walked up. I, you know, I'm on the other side of the glass and they walked up and they're staring at us going, okay, who do I go to? And I'm like, come on up, you know, how can I yeah. help you? And it's just one of those things that I did in the restaurant industries, what I did with Starbucks. Um, I know, you know, those difficult customers, John, who when they, they just come in and, and they say, um, I don't want you making that drink. I want so-and-so making mm. that drink because they had a particular way. And so it's like, oh, okay. And I was never offended, but I remember this one person that I actually got to know her and okay. found out who she was. Oh, so you're a teacher. Yes, I'm a teacher. Well, that's great. My mom was a teacher for 32 years. 
that lit up her face it opened Mm. her eyes and it was like wow she's she's human over there on the other side and since then I had a relationship with her where we were friends and she would smile and she just was particular because she wanted her drink a certain way but I got I got a chance to know her and I think that's really where I kind of come from is I want to get to know that person and that partnership and also learn it's all about learning learning everything learning something new every day well I think there's uh, I I heard a quote I'm going to say it the wrong way of course but it's something along the lines of you can't hate on somebody once you know their story Mm. you know and there's a couple reasons for that one is that when you hear what a lot of times difficult people have been through difficult times right and so they are the result like they had to Mm -hmm. be um had to have a wall up or whatever just to get through the situation they were in or something like that and then the other thing you know with the with the with the teaching example is you build relatability it's like Mm -hmm. oh wait you know some of the things that I know my mom was a teacher as well so I I, we could probably relate on quite a few things there Tammy as far as like you know in the summer prepping to get the classroom ready and all of those things but um you know, before we started recording this episode, you had shared a little bit about how you had um, received your your DEI certification, mm-hmm. and Megan had asked for the for the audience listening here. You know, Megan had said, you know, that's interesting because you know you are part of a minority group, specifically in the sports space, being a woman. <laughs> yep. um, what was it that you know? A lot of people in your situation would say you know, I'm the answer to the, um, diversity, (laughs) you know, like what more do I have to learn? It's me, but you had a different approach. Why don't you share your perspective? You know, I, my biggest take is, is yes, I'm a minority. I'm a woman. I'm also in sports. Um, I take the, the lesser side of the sports that I'm a minority because I, I, I live and breathe sports. But the thing is, is that I, and I look at my race, I'm white. Though I'm a woman, I'm white. So I don't know what it's like for the BIPOC community. And we are very diverse in the Seattle area. And even in Snohomish County, we are very diverse. And so it's really trying to understand um, what, how people see things and see things holistically to it's really about trying to understand how we can help each other um, because yeah. somebody that is black may see it totally different than I do. Right. May I am in, I'm in part and this just brought to my attention. I'm in part of a peer group and somebody said stakeholder and the, the leader said, you have to be careful about stakeholder because it can mean something different for somebody else of a different nationality. Hmm. And I'm like, that's a great point. And she explained it. And so us as business leaders, something like as simple as stakeholders, which means um, business leaders or people that we answer to or our hoteliers on our incident, there are stakeholders that could mean something different to somebody else. So how do we understand a little bit better? And mm-hmm. 
and take those classes so that we can learn better. We learn by talking to people, but also just taking that class to have that better idea. Um, and that really helped me to understand some of those pieces. Um, you know, it's, it's thinking about the other person and how you can help yourself so that you can see it through their eyes. Because it's not the other person that, that needs to educate us. It's us that needs to educate ourselves as to what yes. yes. And that's the, one of the distinctions I liked. I always like asking people, what did you do during COVID? It's so, it's like almost as telling as what's your Starbucks order. So <laughs> almost. <laughs> John, John is so serious about that, but, um, one of my favorite, favorite questions to ask anyone is what they did with that time. Um, I find it fascinating because, you know, the, the answers just really do share so much. And that was a beautiful thing that you did for so many as a leader. Mm -hmm. You're a great example. Yeah. You know, you brought, bring up a great point. And, and I think the other thing about COVID us as organizations that are destination management organizations in looking at a different lens and how can we educate ourselves with our, our own community that was devastated by COVID and how do, you, how do we help? And so that allowed me to be okay with um, change and look at some things differently um, in the same way with diversity, inclusion, um, and equity and really I have a better understanding and I will say that we've got an event it's not esports but it's about women and this organization is is started because they believe in women being professionals and there's not enough opportunities for women to be professionals and mm -hmm. so they're giving that they're opening up a new space which is valuable in today's world with sports and esports can go along can be the same way with trying to open doors with the women and yeah. you know i'm we my rotary club is giving back to the esports program of the ymca snohomish county particularly for the girls to get them to to be in esports because they're hesitant about playing against the against the boys. And so how do how do we help those? And so DEI, that class really helped me to understand some things um, totally different. Yeah, you know, the esports space, one thing that I love about it is these issues that we deal with throughout our culture um, are so much more to the forefront. Um, I, I feel like maybe it's a generational thing, maybe it's a esports thing, but I think in the past, a lot of times when we have these challenges with whether it's diversity or equal representation those things are pushed to the background like no don't don't discuss that or there's no problem here and our community is one that is very vocal and mm -hmm. so while there are still issues with diversity and equal representation what i love is the conversations are happening and that's how action is then um pushed forward um, as we're nearing the end of this uh, episode, which I'm just loving this conversation with you, Tammy, um, I'd like to bring it back to the conference a little bit. Um, sure. So I just have two final questions. And my first question is, 
Um, what is the reason that you attend esports next? I, my biggest reason was to learn, to understand. Um, we're not the expert. And so we need to go talk to the individuals that understand esports, whether it's a production company, whether it's um, somebody who is, um, has a career in esports, or even representing the players. I'll, I'll, I'll use the attorneys. I mean, what last year was one opportunity for me to learn that it's just so much bigger than just playing games. There's a community yeah. and um, they're looking out for uh, the players. And that's, that's the resource. You guys are a resource. The conference is a resource so that I can make those connections face to face. Connections are so important for us because we're in the relationship business and we're in the people business. And we're also one that we want to talk to people in person. So what better way to have education over two days, um, be able to network, talk to individuals and they become your friends. That's the thing. They become your friends because I have friends all over the United States. And that's the cool part, because then I can pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, I've got an issue here, or who should I talk to? Um, And that's the thing about the conference is you get that education to learn about esports specific. And it's some people will call it niche, but I call it very specific that you gain knowledge and you take something away. And. I was blown away last year. Um, awesome. And just with the education pieces, the the two minute, I can't think of it right now, the innovation where people are coming up and they're talking about their product. And elevator pitch competition. Elevator yeah. pitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a great idea. I mean, these are business people that are in the space. So how can you support them and understand them? Yeah, thank you for sharing that. My last question for you, I'm sure everybody listening to this episode is thinking, I want to meet Tammy in person. My (laughs) goodness. Um, Who are the types of groups and people in your role as executive director of this sports commission? Who are the type of people that you are looking to meet with who, if they are listening to this episode, knowing you'll be there in Chicago can say, hey, this is a great opportunity to connect. Oh, I think um, just people that want to be friends also be a resource. Um, I enjoy, you know, telling about our community, but really trying to understand um, from the sports commission side, you know, I, I think we need to take the time to come to the conference to understand more about it. And there's many of us that don't. Um, there are some organ, uh, destinations that are, have esports so that they're, they're involved. Madison is one. Myrtle Beach is another one. There are many organizations out there, cities that are involved, but for us as a destination, I think this conference 
is will help us to understand it better. And I think for the individuals that are going to be there from um, the ones that are looking for locations to host their tournaments or to understand their destination, just come and ask and ask questions um, and and learn um, because I want to learn from them as well. Great. So if you are somebody who has a great understanding of esports or you're somebody who is looking for a destination for a tournament, um, we definitely hope that you arrive in Chicago to meet with Tammy and our many other members who will be in attendance there. Um, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we just so love that you are part of our community. We really appreciate sharing your perspective uh, from the Sports Commission and also learning more about who you are as a person, who you are as a leader. Great. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I always enjoy um, being part of Esports Trade Association um, Coffee Connections. I've learned so much, and I just appreciate everything that you do, John and Megan, as well. You guys are very passionate, and it shows, and it's very cool. That thank is you. so nice. And did you know we're taking the Coffee Connections on the road? We are taking it to that. Dallas this week and Toronto, yeah. Canada. We're gonna um, we're launching the um, the Toronto chapter with a coffee connection at the Esports Business Summit. They're a member. Awesome. Yeah, I, I saw know. that. Good. That. Not not much gets past you, Tammy Dunn. Thank no, you for being on the show. No. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. I've I've enjoyed it. Um, and I look forward to uh, seeing everybody in Chicago. As do we. Thank you. As Thanks. Do we. Thank you.